Hello and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tuskegee Media Network podcast where we discover and or rediscover the classic Star Trek series, Deep Space Nine. With me, as always, is Peter Dancy. How are you, Peter? Pretty good. Um, you know, th- yeah, I, g- gosh, I, I keep forgetting like how, just how many episodes we have backlogged. Who cares? Um, dear listener, you may have already heard by now, but uh, you may have already heard by now because, you know, it, because the MGP episode will have already been released. But I saw Black Panther early today and I am living like like my blackest self in a long time. So yeah. I am. Yeah, I, I'm on cloud nine as as both Sarah and Ben know. So <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling myself. That's awesome. And how are you doing, Sarah Becker? I'm doing great. Katie and I are going to go see Black Panther tomorrow, or rather the day after we record this Geek Space Nine episode. So uh, I'm very pleased nice. that Peter is giving it such glowing reviews. I was already excited for it, and now I'm just even more excited. So ready. Cannot wait. Every time I see a commercial, like I, th- this must be, you know, I'm sure Peter was exactly the same way, but every time I see a commercial, I'm like, babe, babe, Katie, Black Panther. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I also say, it's not a spoiler, but just that uh, the the character Okoye, Okoye. I say that's right, but played by Denai Guerrera, mm-hmm. is awesome, and she deserves her own movie. There's like oh, yeah. one shot in this movie that is like the greatest thing I've ever seen. I'm so excited for you to see it, Sarah. It is Yay. so bad. I, I, I'm pretty sure I know what shot on the car, about. right? You know, what yes, I'm yes, yeah. yeah. It's so like the greatest badass. thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, like, if if there if, if there is anything I can say about this movie for you specifically, Sarah, and I know Ben has already said it, but I'm just gonna say it on air. So many beautiful deep melanin women, like oh my god, mm-hmm. they, these women are mm-hmm. gorgeous. Oh, as a bisexual man, it was wonderful. It was just like mm-hmm. all of the pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would like to say, I'm sorry, ladies, but the official winner of the prettiest person is Michael B. Jordan in the cast. Oh my god! He- I have Didn't you decided- send us a picture of a tweet or something yesterday that was like f- from a woman? It, it's the like, top I am review. a lesbian, and the hottest person in this movie is Michael B. Jordan. Yes, it's the number one <laughs> review on Letterboxd right now, and I agree. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that that shot that shot when he like first takes off his shirt i'm just like oh hi <laughs> Lord, like, damn oh boy oh boy all righty well this week unfortunately we're not talking about black panther we have to talk about that uh well dear listeners we all have already released that episode of the movie gang podcast so feel yes. free to revisit it definitely gonna listen to it definitely listen to it. it's gonna be a good time uh, and uh, this week we're not talking about Black Panther. We're talking about wizard duels and teenagers yeah. trying to fight armies. Oh goodness! <laughs> so almost like a Marvel movie, you know, it feels like sort of. Um, <laughs> so this week we are talking about season six, episode twenty-one and episode twenty-two, which are the Reckoning and Valiant. So first up is the Reckoning. The war with the Dominion is still a warren, but Benjamin decides to take some much-needed emissary me time and look at some old ruins. Much like Nathan Drake, Sisko finds an old tablet of immeasurable historical significance and just starts touching it. He sees a vision of the prophets that tell him the end of his game is finally near, but of course don't give any specifics. Much to the Bajorans, and especially Kai Wynn's displeasure, Ben takes the tablet back to Deep Space Nine for intensive study. Kira notes that part of Wynn's dislike of Benjamin is that a non-Bajoran was chosen as the emissary, and that the prophets speak to him and not her. Further study of the tablet reveals that the tablet evokes a reckoning that could destroy the station. 
The wormhole begins flip it the fuck out, and Ben agrees to bring the tablet back to Bajor. But in the night, he decides the better answer is Cisco Smash, as he breaks the tablet and releases spirits within it. Wynn is, of course, only mildly annoyed by him destroying a priceless artifact, but he contends that it was the Prophet's will. The station begins to experience power fluctuations, and Kira does a Wicked Storm cosplay when she gets inhabited as a vessel for a Prophet. Goza the Destroyer tells Siska that a Pa Wraith will also inhabit a human, and they will have a super-duper wizard duel for who will take over Bajor. If the Prophet wins, it is predicted Bajor will enter a thousand years of peace. However, the crew are real tired of this religion shit, and suggest they just slowly flood the station with chronoton radiation, which is deadly to prophets and pa-rays, but if they introduce it slowly, the aliens will just leave Kira's body to avoid death. Cisco, however, says to pull up the popcorn, because we're going to have a showdown. Kai Wynn decides to stay as well, and take bets on Kira going down in the third. I mean, emotional support. Sunday, 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 live on Space Pay-Per-View. It's the battle you've all been waiting for. In this corner, representing the Prophets, is Kira Mad Dog Nerys. And in this corner, the surprise vessel for the Paw Race, it's Jake the Visitor Sisko. Sisko watches on as the two have a classic wizard energy beam duel. And while Sisko knows his son may die, he lets it happen because it is the will of the thing of the prophecy of the stuff. The Prophets seem to be winning, but my god, that's Kai Wynn's music! Yes, she sabotages the fight by flooding the station with radiation, causing the Prophets and Pa Rays to leave their respective host bodies to fight another day. Jake recovers and admits he was willing to go all the way for Bajor, but he's glad he's alive. On her way sneaking out, Wynn is caught by Kira, who scolds her for choosing the easy path out, and that she was jealous that in the end Sisko's faith was so strong he was willing to sacrifice his son Old Testament style, while she is never going to be able to to make that kind of sacrifice. What'd you guys think of The Reckoning? Thank you so much for making that Abraham and Isaac uh, goat in the bush reference because that's literally what I was thinking when that entire scene was happening. I was like, this is some Abraham and Isaac shit. It's always my favorite story because God is like, oh, wait, no, no, no. I didn't mean it, literally. Whoa, whoa, shit. Dude, There's an internet comic out there somewhere um, that... uh, you know, some some angel or a saint or something is talking to God. And they're like, hey, God, what, why, why do you have this pillow standing here all weird? And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I read somewhere that when you've got something really important to remember, if you leave an object in a weird place, it's supposed to help you remember to... Then he goes, you know, comes out of the sky and goes, Abraham, hold up! <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't so, think yes, they ran Isaac yeah, so much, so. but I was when uh, when he smashed the tablet, I was just like, "Okay, Moses." That too, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, you cannot have it. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I'm surprised no one had. I thought of a good meme template, which is I'm surprised no one has done a meme format, which is like the the scene in Ten Commandments, the Charlton Heston movie. Uh-huh. The guy's like, what is that you've brought down? And it's like, it is God's commandments to us. And then you could Photoshop commandments onto the tablets, you know? And I feel like you could put some stupid thing in there. I don't know. I just feel like it could yeah. be funny. But I'm or too like lazy to in, do it myself. Um, so do it, internet. Or is it Mel Brooks' History of the World where he comes down with 15 commandments and then he oh, accidentally great drops one? <laughs> the Ten Commandments. <laughs> I have 15 smash. <laughs> 10. 10 commandments. Yeah. Great joke. Great yes. joke. Um, so, yes. Uh, what would you, you guys think of this uh, this episode? 
I re- I I really liked it actually. I I I liked the continuing tension between between Cisco and Kai Wen. <coughs> uh, excuse me. Um, between between you know between, like you know, who 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 is the more religiously faithful believing of the two of them especially now that cisco is like you know what i'm actually way more into this than i was before because i've seen some shit and i'm down for it i mean uh, they uh they helped him win the well these win deep space nine back so i feel like you got to be at that point be like you know maybe, yeah. yeah maybe there was something to it yeah uh but sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you I know, I, I, did, know you're, but I, I know you're. I feel bad for it. Um, but 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 yeah, I I I enjoyed this episode. Like I I wouldn't say that there was necessarily much to it, but I mean, but 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 I I, I liked I liked it. It was it was fun. It was fun to watch and 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 see how you know how 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 different comments how the comments from different people about about their level of faith and be, and believing in and believing every believing in everything kind of played out into into where everything stood in the end in the, in the end like like with kira saying you know like her faith is super strong with jake questioning why his dad was even getting in, like getting this involved as the emissary and then kira's like kira has like the prophets possess her and jake is like pa writes fuck the prophets you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. what about you sir well yeah very similar to everything uh peter said i liked it but um it was it was just very straightforward there wasn't much to it. They didn't even get to have very much of a denouement um, because Kai Wen was just like, no, we're not doing this today. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at with this episode is that it it was interesting, but it felt like it was table setting for the finale. I'm assuming, yeah. Or, or near the finale. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it felt like one of those... Uh, it's like how I felt. Was it I think Harry Potter five, five or Four. six? I can't remember which movie. There's one movie where like, uh, where it just felt like it was set up for the final two. You know, oh. I think it was five where they were Sorry. hunting. Uh, where they were hunting the uh, what do you call it? Uh, the prophecy horcruxes? thing. Or the horcruxes. When they were, yeah, wasn't five the one where they were doing most of the horcrux stuff? Oh no, was that, that was uh, part one of uh, of part of um, the seventh film. Oh, the death, yeah, part one of the Deathly Hallows. Yeah, that yeah. was that was totally table setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though actually I do like that one just because it had more character stuff than the other ones. But uh, mm-hmm. true. But yeah, but the, there's sometimes there'll be like a Harry Potter, or a, you know, Game of Thrones episode where you're like, this episode exists so that it will pay off in later ones, and that mm-hmm. was this would felt like to me. Or because like I was kind of like, oh, eight. yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Th- um, where where though I think episode had more character which is part of my promise yeah no sorry i i was uh, i was baiting pretty hard right there i'm sorry you 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 succeeded um <laughs> but uh i it's one of those things where it's like uh yeah i was looking at my watch and i was like watch as in the wikipedia page of episodes and i was like <laughs> episode 21 of season six of seven just doesn't feel like when we're gonna end this whole thing you know what i mean like i don't think this is when the Bajoran prophecy ends and we figure all that out and it's all over, you know, because I feel like that's obviously the Dominion War is a big part of this the show, but I feel like all of the emissary stuff is also a big part of the show. It's how we started the show, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. Yeah, really my mom asked me uh, at one point last night. She's like, "So when when did uh, Ben become the emissary? Was it like a season or two ago?" I was like, "It was episode one." 
Yeah, quite it's literally. literally it's... called emissary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. So it's it's very quickly into the show. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a case of of uh, I forget why he went into the wormhole. I was thinking, by the way, we should probably right before we do the last two episodes, I think we should watch rewatch the pilot. I think that's a good idea. And see how we feel. Yeah, I, I like about that. The pilot right before we finish. I think it might be a neat way to look back and be like, oh, look at everybody so young and different and what they were trying to do with the show and where they are now and everything. Ben with hair. Ben with hair. It's always weird. Uh, Jake, uh, but, Jake's but, seven years younger. But by, by the way, speaking of Ben with hair, um, so dear listener, you literally cannot see me because it's all audio. But, uh, but, but, but right now for the past like month and a half, because... It takes me a very long time to grow it out. I've been growing out. A, I've been growing out like like what little facial hair I can, and and you know, I surprise, noticed surprise, that. But like, it, today was literally the yeah. first time I noticed it. Yeah, no, no. It, trust me, it takes a long time. So, so like, so surprise, surprise. It's like it's like on my chin, and then and then above and then above my upper lip. Um, so which is Cisco esque, but then but then also I got a haircut. Uh, I got a, I got a haircut. Um, a couple of days ago, and I like to get my haircut very low, so. I literally all I need right now is just Cisco's captain outfit, and I and I could totally cosplay as that man right now. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So so if anyone out there wants to like, like you know, pay for it, get my measurements, or have it made or whatever, or you just have one sitting around and you want to send it to me. (laughs) If someone if someone does, I will gladly shave your head and and apply the wax that must go to his beautiful shiny head. Yes. The lights catch his head so perfectly. Oh so (laughs) wonderfully. (laughs) Um Yeah, so I guess that's my my thing about this episode is that uh I was sort of like thinking that there probably wasn't gonna end here, you know? I figured there was gonna be some reason I didn't think Jake was gonna die. I didn't necessarily think Kira was gonna die either. And I didn't think that we'd figure out this whole emissary end of it this episode either. So it was kind of like the whole episode, like, I don't think this is going to have it ends. And then it wasn't. I was like, yep, that's what mm-hmm. I thought. So I think it'll pay off later. I think we'll look back at this episode and be like, that thing and that little bit and stuff like that. Like, that's neat. Look at what how they did it. But that doesn't necessarily make it an episode I love that much. Mm. Yeah. Yes. But uh, there was one thematic stuff. It was sort of about Kai Wynn. She was sort of the only character I feel like had like a, an arc. So how'd you guys feel about her, this episode, and her sort of interesting thing about uh, her jealousy of not being the emissary and that uh, Benjamin is? I I liked that they finally vocalized that 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 struggle with her. That 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 the, you know they finally said out loud the reason. Or at least one bit, or at least one big reason why she's not a fan of Cisco because Kira, Kira, like Kira, literally said it. You know, not 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 only does not not only does Cisco have a relationship and a connection with the prophets that you will that you will never have, but he's an outsider, a, a man, a man, who, a man who in the beginning didn't even want it, and you've worked your life for this shit, like. Like 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 a, like a like a that was truth. B that was a read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's that last scene with Kira was pretty good. I thought that, that mm-hmm. didn't make up for the episode where she was basically just like, "You were scared. That's why you did it. You're scared that you're not as strong as Ben. We would like, we'll go full, as you said, Abraham, <laughs> and you are not ready to go full Abraham, not even a little bit." Um, 
which I thought was interesting. And like I said, those religious parallels to other uh, religions is what makes Star Trek fun. You know, yeah. taking from everything, mm-hmm. taking a little bit from here and there. Yeah, when, when they're done and done well, looking at you, Discovery. Mm. Did they even take any religion stuff in Discovery? I don't think they did. Yeah, they didn't even bother. They, they um, alluded to Takuvma being not a god, but like a, a religious yeah. and political yeah. leader. They men- I think they mentioned Kalos when they were talking about the the volcanoes on Kronos and stuff, but you're right with the main yeah. crew. They didn't get into any sort of religious thing. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I always I, thought Kalos was more of a King Arthur style character. True. At least yeah. The yeah. Worf does yeah, say yeah, at yeah, one point in because... deep space nine, it's like, we killed our gods. <laughs> so That's they... right. I forgot yeah. about that. That's great. That's the most Klingon thing I've ever heard. I yes. It is we no longer had a use for them. Yeah, Kalis for the Klingon is words. Kalis for the Klingons is seen is seen more is seen more more as more of a kind of all unite like badass all uniting figure that 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 they that they like that 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 who 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 achieved a sense of unity unity between all of the Klingon houses that 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 they continually try that they continuously try to like attain and maintain. Yeah, less and, uh, less messianic figure and more just like he, more and more King Arthur, like you said. Yeah, I mean maybe the closest might be Muhammad, who was both religious figure and uh, like you know conqueror. Hmm. So maybe that, that's that the closest. Work. I don't know. Uh, it's just interesting that uh, that uh, the what, what takes from what and you know what sort of parallels you can read into each of the religious stuff, particularly in the show. This is like the first show that really felt like it. Is dealing with religion on a daily basis, which I right that we have a a a, a space pope, <laughs> you know, a, space a space pope. pope. <laughs> uh, my favorite Futurama joke is the space pope a reptilian. Um, yes, yes, yes. Um, is revealed later. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's what I could get out of this episode. But like I said, it just felt like a lot of table setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think of the wizard duel? <laughs> we yeah. had a lot of references in this that, that, That's why I said four earlier, as I thought you were referencing in book four of Harry Potter, where uh, Harry and Voldemort have their first big wizards duel. <laughs> and there's the thing that's with true. the wands and whatever. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Robert Pattinson's best performance in that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, good time. No, I'm just mm-hmm. surprised mm-hmm. <laughs> My cat but yeah, it's, it's fun. It's just I'm like sure you heard it's him. Just, it's just funny that every wizard duel comes down to energy being pushed at one person or another. <laughs> it yes, comes down to like yeah, who has green goo and who has blue goo, and they push at each other until mm-hmm. one wins. which one looks which one looks more sinister. Yes, yes. I hope a paw wraith gives a very awkward hug like Voldemort. Yes. <laughs> yes. Jake could give that a really awkward hug. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Icing on the cake, basically. Can mm-hmm. I just say that Ray Fiennes is very underappreciated for Voldemort? I think he's so good in those movies. I know. Oh, he's wonderful. For him. Yeah. Uh, it's just unfortunate because he only shows up in like four. I think it is four. The first one because he's like just like shadowy stuff in the other ones. Yeah. But he doesn't show up in like that full lizard yeah. face until four. Hmm. Um, Man, I watched the first episode of The Handmaid's Tale the other day, and you know that has mm. Rafe finds in it, and uh, 
I knew what I was in for, but it was just more intense than I was expecting. I'm going to have to watch like one a week. Yeah, yeah, that's not Sorry, a binge that was show. a weird segue. <laughs> no, totally fine. I, I watched the first episode of that and I was just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Mm-hmm. I know a friend who can't watch any uh, like episode about like a religious intolerance destroying people's lives like it's uh-huh. too much for her uh like she can't watch that episode of firefly where they try to burn river because they think she's a witch she hates oh, that no. episode she always wants to s- skip that one uh-huh um and uh yeah so basically what i'm saying is that show would be a nightmare for her <laughs> so yes it never would watch yes the handmaid's tale ever <laughs> it's mm, like the yeah. worst thing she could possibly ever watch um but yes so is there anything else you have to say for this episode Odo and Kira um, were super cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my God. Yes, that was adorable. Yeah, yeah. Their little head bumps are, are freaking cute. Mm-hmm. And I accept this head bump unlike Garrus' head bump because they actually probably have head sex, and so I'm okay with that. Whereas yeah. that's all we got with Garrus and Shepard and Mass Effect 2, and I was very annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I was annoyed by that too. I was just like, really? Really? I've had long discussions about why that's so sexist. Um, yeah. Just, just let her bang the lizard man. We've all decided it's fine. We wouldn't be here if we weren't into it. So we would not be it. playing this game if we were not ready for you as Shepard, whether you are whether you were male Shep or femme Shep, to like just bang anyone. Anybody. Which, that's what makes the parody game uh, Saints Row Four. Saints Row. So you can Saints... literally bang everybody, and you just go up and go. You want to bang? And they go, yes. <laughs> and you and, and it's not even that like, oh, and it's, and it's not even a, oh, you chose one. You can't bang anyone else. You can just bang everyone. Except for the one person, which is, um, oh, what the, Keith David, who plays okay, Keith okay, well, David. Yeah. That, yeah, okay, well, yeah, that, that, that's fair. That That is true. He plays President Keith David, and it's great. Um, so, yes, I think that'll do it for this episode. Next up is Valiant, season six, episode 22. While heading to Ferenginar for some R&R, Jake and Nog are hit from afar by a Jem'Hadar. Things look bad, but they are saved by a Defiant-class ship called the USS Valiant. When they are beamed aboard, they find the crew are all members of Red Squad, the elite squadron of Starfleet cadets that somehow didn't get in trouble for that whole trying to take over the world thing a few seasons back. Originally, they were on a trading mission, but were attacked by a Cardassian battlecruiser which killed the adults, but most of the young staff were spared. The captain, in his dying breath, gave command over to now-acting Captain Tim Waters and his serious eyebrow game. Waters has operated under his own orders and is planning an attack on a Dominion battlecruiser. Nog joins the group in engineering, but Jake is not forgiving of Waters' tactics, especially when he talks to Chief Officer Collins, who expresses confusion and sadness over their current mission. Jake protests the attack on the Dominion ship, but Water has him throned in the brig, and Nog goes along with Waters as a bridge officer. The crew think they found a possible weak point, but when they hit it, the Dominion cruiser just brushes it off. The Valiant is shot to shit by the cruiser, killing Waters and the entire crew besides Jake, Nog, and Collins, who they let borrow some of their plot armor. The three are the only ones to escape, and they are picked up by the Defiant. Later, Nog apologizes to Jake that while Waters was brave, he was also pretty damn foolish. What do we think of Valiant? It was so sad. Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird because at the first 30 minutes, I was like, is this like a weird backdoor pilot? Which is like when mm-hmm. they, uh, like how they introduced Flash on, on the Green Arrow. Right. You introduce like a thing and you're like, hey, look at all these cool, crazy characters. You like them? 
and you're like yeah they're great then you go okay well here's a show you know it's like it's a neat little way to be like we'll put the budget for the pilot in the actual show and then if you know say everyone hated the flash then you'd be like well fuck that flash show you know but everyone loved him and then they made a show and it's a huge hit you know it's a neat little way to do it uh and i was like oh because there's even like a weird point where there's this montage Mm -hmm. and it's like all set to music and it has all these crossfades and i was like is this just are they just gonna take this and add credits and then that's the opening of the show like the star trek valiant show uh and then they all died (laughs) yeah all died died. Uh, my, my comparison is it went from like West Wing to the Children's Crusade. It was like, whoa, this is way heavier than I was expecting. Quite the switch. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, a friendly did it reminder work for that you guys, this or show was it like a lot? Not, well, it was a friendly reminder that Deep Space Nine as a show does not fuck around. I was just like, well, surely no, they'll Jesus. live. It's it's Star Trek. There's, it's fine. They're going to be fine. Oh God! They're all dead. No, just gonna murder a bunch of teenagers. (laughs) Well, okay, okay. Well, no, like they, 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 like some, like some of them were as young as seventeen. But, 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 uh, but based on what, um, God, I forget his name, uh, Tim Waters. Waters. Based on what, based on what Waters said, most of them were at least adults. But like they were as young as seventeen, but some were older than that. But like they all looked younger than us. Oh no, they no, they looked younger than me. Well, me, very early twenties. That that's. Yeah, that, that, but that's also because we're all like 26, 27, 28. Yeah, true, true. But, but may, may, may I just say though, like, like before, before the episode got like really serious and it, and it was just, and it was just all of these, you know what, fuck, I'm gonna call, fuck it, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call them kids because I have friends who are like 21. I'm just like, you're a child, shut up. Yes. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but but before it got like really serious and like and and, it, and especially especially during that montage when they're just showing all of these kids running around i'm just like who led these children into their parents closet they're playing dress up because i'm sorry but it was just really it was just kind of funny to me especially especially that one chick especially that one chick who, who was like second in, like who was who was uh, who was second in command to, to waters I, like Karen, thank you. The second I saw her, I was just like, "That is a grown ass haircut for your tight, for your young ass little body. That that is a grown ass haircut. It's 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 like it's like it's like when you meet a four year old boy whose name is Frank. It yeah. makes no sense at all. Franks are only over the age of forty. Like, exactly. Right. Uh, until then, you're Franklin or Frankie. <laughs> hey, Frankie Muniz. You know, that is a couple true. years he could be Franklin Muniz. Oh God! Comes back yeah. as an adult actor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, no- I, yeah, I don't know. This is a weird episode. It's yeah. really odd because, like you said, it's like it's like dress up, and then they all die, and I was like, right, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, I I'd certainly appreciate the episode and 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 how and how like you know, um, like like I get I guess think. Through through the eyes of the crew of DS Nine, especially when they're on the Defiant, we, we we have we have gotten glimpses of you know of of the, of the horrors of war, but this is the first time where where it's like where where it's like we have kids and and good God, this is this connects even this connects to like literally like the past like five wars, five six seven wars. That 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 the that the U.S. has been involved in from like World War One, World War Two, Vietnam War, uh, War on Terror that we're doing right now, sending kids into battle and like and just 
the shit that they can go through like the the, the one the one that the one that Jake was talking to where, where she where she started crying because she's young and she's remembering her life on she's remembering her life at home on lunar what we currently in 2018 know as the moon and it's like this is the horror of war children children dying when yeah. they're just trying to do their job because they're in way over their head unfortunately yeah i guess that was like the the point i guess at the end of it is like yeah that they and i think that's an interesting idea like you know that they like i said it's the children's crusade it's like they think they can go and it's fun it's fun in games to be in war and then it's like no war's horrible mm-hmm. and it's just no place for children uh, but I already knew that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think right, yeah, yeah. Kids should go to war. So it wasn't like I was like, "Oh, you taught me." I was like, "Yeah, this is, this this looks like it's going to end badly." I guess the shocking yeah. part was that it actually ended badly, and they and not that. just badly, but horrifyingly. Yeah, yeah, like the everybody died. Um, and it's also weird because like before that, there's like all this like Star Wars style stuff because mm-hmm. there's like the whole like. Like, uh, stay on target. <laughs> stay on target. I have and a note that a says, spot. use the force, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then they all die. So I guess that's, is it like a fuck you to Star Wars? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This, I mean, lots odd. of people die in Star Wars, too. Like, it's not. True. Well, I mean, okay. yes, you have the, the, the Death Star and whatever. But even in the in the little single person ships, a lot of them get blown up. They do. Poor Porkins. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Porkins. Yeah. The greatest pilot who never was. Except for Wedge. Wedge makes it. Wedge is the Wedge is that guy who plays Risk by just waiting in the back. You know, he's yeah. just like yeah. No, I'm not here. Don't worry about me. <laughs> Don't even look at me. Um Yeah, it's 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 it's, oh, it's just a weird episode. It's just a weird episode. And I really want to add credits to that montage. Because <laughs> like even the music was like perfect for an opening credit. It was sequence. an opening. It was so weird. Yeah, we we need we need to go on IMDb and find and find and find the and find the cast list of like of just every single one of those of those people and gen, and then just take that scene and just put you know kind of the biggest or like or yeah like like who who would who we would assume are like are like the most important characters like on screen at the moment and just be like yep this is them this is them this is the show and and this this is the show what's it gonna be called Red Squad or something I don't know yeah yeah. Mm. It's just odd. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what to make of this episode. Uh, one thing I will say of this episode, and we all agreed, um, totally shipping Jake and Waters. I'm sorry, but like, that yeah. was that's a thing. If, if just that, that first scene where they're together, it just I don't know. Waters looked like he was into it. Yeah, Waters is just like, I like you. What's up? Yeah, well, they have a they have a very. Uh... Dom sub fighty cute you know thing where it's like you know they they bicker but then you want them to make out after bickering you know what I mean like yeah yeah that's that's what I'm gonna do about that head 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 cannon accepted yes yes uh it's uh my my theory for the movie Showgirls (laughs) Showgirls (laughs) is about uh two dominant lesbians who are fighting because they can't decide who's gonna be the sub (laughs) and that's why they can't get together. Another minor aside, uh, I was gonna make a bit about uh, why I'm so I'm mad that there isn't like a super awesome art house movie about the Children's Crusades because it feels like such a perfect movie that like a weird arty director would have made. 
Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up, and it exists. I was yeah. like, what? It's real. <laughs> I didn't even know. It's a movie called Gates to Paradise by Andres Wojda, who's like this super acclaimed Czech director. And I was like, what? And of course, it's like the one movie that's almost impossible to find of his oeuvre. So yeah, of course. I will try my best to find it one day. But it was just weird to be like, this movie should exist. And I was like, it does exist, Ben. It's always existed as long as you've been alive. I'm like, what? Wow. Really? So anyways, <laughs> just a nice moment as a dorky cinephile. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know if I have anything else to say for this episode. It's just, just odd. And no. I don't know what to think from it other than I'm glad they killed those kids because it's kind of intense. And like you said, it's very Deep Space Nine, but I don't really know what the point was. Yeah, I don't, know the point was, I don't know what the point was either. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's it's like it's like MGP's review of, of, of uh, Beauty and the Beast last year. It's a thing. Okay. Why? <laughs> At least that one was like, let's make all the money. I get that. Yeah. yeah. You know? All the money they made. And Brent. Luke Evans. Right. Yes. Oh, guys. I mean, he, uh, he's, so, know, he's so handsome. This is true. He's cute. This is true. I'm I'm on the Luke Evans train. I admit is he, it. Is he on your short list? Well, yes, except for the fact that he's gay, so I know he wouldn't be it's into a, it either. So I just kind of want to be best friends with him. That's fair. That's fair. Or can we like go on, go on for each other or something? Right, go on double dates. Yeah, yes. yeah. Totally. Go on, go on, go on double, double, go on double dates. Meanwhile, mean, meanwhile, I, 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 the guy who'll be on a date with, with during that double date is me. Yes, perfect. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I unabashedly just ship myself with like all the men. <laughs> all the time y'all know this y'all know me <laughs> oh a quick side note um i have like a dork i have the dictionary.com app on my phone and they always have a word of the day and on valentine's day the word of the day was ship as in the uh, verb to good. want two people to be in a relationship together like this is not a real word i don't accept it yeah, I, I I accept it as a real word. I think language should change. I think we've if that's a new definition of ship in my mind. Like, I it am just freaked me out because like this word has just been in existence in my own lifetime, and now it's right. in the dictionary. Yes. <laughs> yeah, slang moves that quickly. <coughs> it really does. What's yeah. funny about the dictionary is it's almost late. You know, they'll be like, they'll add in. You know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what like a recent slang word is, yeah. but that's old. Neither but, do yeah. I. You'll be like, it's five years late. What are you doing? On fleek or something. Right. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah by the time they, by the time they add it on fleek, it's just like you do realize that everyone in the everyone under the age of twenty two has been using this for like two three years, right? You're you're get out. Right. Even right. if you don't say it's a word, it's a word to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like how uh, how word uh, changed. I think they. They, they took away the icon just because everyone got mad about it in general. Mm. But the first thing they did was they changed the save button from a floppy disk to a USB drive. And all people like me are like, no, it's floppy <laughs> disk or nothing. I think yeah. it's still a floppy disk yeah, no, it's, on it's, mine. They put it back to a floppy disk. Oh, okay. yeah, I think for a brief bit, they put it as a USB drive and everyone freaked out. So like, fine. Yeah, because mm. I'm sorry. Like, it, it, even, even if they are not told, children should know what the hell came before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 like it's like how it's like how they'll never know things like 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 what like what a VCR is where 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 the, where the term roll where the term roll down the window came from like they'll just never know. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say I watched the original Star Wars trilogy recently on VHS unaltered. Mm. Uh, Excellent. 
I recommend that because you need to see Star Wars be dirty. Star Wars getting too clean, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You need to see like Star Wars beat up to shit. <laughs> Look like with crap. the wires and yeah, with the wires and the bad mat and the bad explosions and uh, stop motion that's not cleaned up. You know, you need to see that. You need to. Uh-huh. You need to I, see that. I, I actually do. Come to think of it, I've never seen like like original VHS Star Wars, so. I need yeah, to get on I mean that. the cleaned up the ones that they've done where it's like the laser disc version, so uh-huh. it's still like. Like, like the ones you can get online that are cleaned up versions without the special edition changes, uh-huh. those all come from the laser disc versions. Cause they're like the highest quality home videos that had no uh, special stuff, so no Han shooting second and nonsense like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it retains still the original movies, but like the like the color is a lot better and stuff, and you know they add a few things. The thing is, I feel like there's a good middle ground. <laughs> Which is like I think we could change a few things, a few minor changes, but not like ruin it. Not add right. a whole song number. That's terrible. Here, <laughs> uh, uh, and and still you know maintain a new level of stuff. Like Blade Runner Final Cut is perfect for that reason. He changes a few things that need to be changes, but he doesn't go overboard. In my opinion. Right. So. And more importantly, just put it all out there. You just can't hold the other one back. That's the part that bothers me. It's like you can't just be like. Oh, this is the actual version I always wanted, and you can never watch the one you grew up with ever. And it's like, well, fuck you. That's not fair. I don't believe in that. Oh, wow. Look, I went on that huge rant that no one cares about. Thank you, everybody. Everybody stopped listening five minutes ago. Thank you if you haven't. I don't know why you stuck it out. I think we're done. Yes. (laughs) So that has been. Literally Mm. only had three notes on each of the episodes we talked about today. Yeah, there ain't that yeah. much to say, honestly, about either. Yeah, one these are some of my shortest synopses, particularly mm-hmm. Valiant. Yeah, yeah. I notice for it... Valiant, this is like what half of. Yeah, well, I, I looked at it less I was... than half of a pay of Microsoft Word page. Yeah, and I and I was looking like, oh, that's short, and then I realized the font is bigger too. Oh <laughs> so no! Oh my like, god! Yeah, it's eleven point. In my first oh, synopsis you're right. was ten. So I was like, wow, I really had nothing to say. <laughs> because like, because both of these episodes are rather just cut dry, straight to the point. This is what it's about here and gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully next uh, episodes will give us a little more to chew on. Next week we'll be discussing Season 6, Episode 23 and 24, which are Profit and Lace and Time's mm. Orphan. As always, I want to thank my lovely co-hosts for joining me every week on this journey. Our theme song is by Captain Meatshield. You can check him out on Twitter at cptn underscore Meatshield. Our awesome artwork is by Joe Bowen. We are part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see more of our shows at tuscanshed.com. If you like this show, like, subscribe, rate, interview it any way that you can. It helps new listeners discover our show. Until next time, this is the crew of Geekspace 9 signing off. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.